Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sports Kiki Podcast. It is Saturday, October 1st. That's right, Saturday, October 1st, and I can't think of a better way to ring in a new month than talking to all of you. You can find the pod wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google, you know the drill. Download, listen, rate, subscribe, and not just us, but you get to subscribe to all of your favorite OutSports podcasts when you do that. Very excited for my guest this week. Uh, I have a defensive lineman on the show with me. Mackenzie Dunford is a lineman up in Canada. They play for the Quinty Skyhawks, a Canadian junior football team, and they have an incredible story. They are an out bisexual. They identify as non-binary. They have a website up and running in which they tell their stories. And uh, Mackenzie started falling in love in football. Started falling in love with football. At the same time, they started to think more deeply about their gender identity. So, how did they make those two seemingly incongruous things work? got to listen to the conversation to find out. I'm always I'm always floored when I talk to young people like Mackenzie who is significantly younger than I am but has come to so much wisdom at a young age and that's one of the really cool parts about this job at Outsports, the fact that we get to come in come across people like Mackenzie, young people who are trying to make and are making a real difference. But before I do that, a couple of notes here that I want to talk about. Let's first start with Kim Mulkey, who is the current head women's basketball coach at LSU. She was the ch- uh, the championship winning coach at Baylor University. She was Brittany Griner's college coach. And I bring that up because a few days ago, Kim Mulkey was asked about Brittany Griner, who remains uh, detained in Russia. And she said that she has no comment on the matter, just a curt no comment, not talking about it. Next, yup, Kim Mulkey couldn't even offer lip service to Brittany Griner, not just one of her former players, but the best player she's ever coached, a player who led Baylor to a national championship while Kim Mulkey was their coach. Kim Mulkey, you could say, has made millions of dollars, or if not millions, a lot of money off the back of Brittany Griner, and she can't even offer a perfunctory few good words when asked about her continued imprisonment in Russia. That is outrageous, but sadly, it's not all that surprising. Kim Mulkey has a long history of dissing the LGBTQ community and dissing Brittany Griner specifically. Brittany Griner revealed in her autobiography that Kim Mulkey encouraged her to stay closeted in college. Yes, Griner says that she came out to Mulkey when she was being recruited by Baylor, and Mulkey encouraged her to hide her sexuality. And when Arsid Ziegler asked Kim Mulkey in 2012 whether she's ever had a gay player on her team, her response was, quote, don't ask me that. I don't ask that. I don't think it's anybody's business, whoever you are. I don't care to know. So that's the attitude we're dealing with here with Kim Mulkey. And as I said, it's sad, but it's not surprising that you won't even offer a perfunctory few good words 
for Brittany Griner, who she forced to stay closeted during her college career. And Griner came out immediately after being drafted by the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury once she left Baylor. So we're down on Kim Mulkey, but we are up on Boy Butter Lube. (laughs) That's quite a transition, is it not? Uh, Boy Butter is a lubricant company, a lube company, and they are advertising on NFL games. We had an Outsports reader last week tell us that he saw an ad for Boy Butter Lube on NFL Network's Thursday Night Football Replay. So, of course, I had to write a story about it. And as it turns out, Boy Butter advertises on sporting events all the time. They have advertisements all over ESPN. They were all over ESPN's U.S. Open coverage uh, earlier this month with Serena Williams, which drew a record number of viewers. Uh, UFC fight nights, basketball, boxing. I mentioned Sports Center. They're everywhere. Boy Butter, this ad, the men of Malibu, these two hunky studs chasing each other are down the shoreline. You can smell the musk emanating from their glistening bodies. It's so sexy and it's so great that this ad is on ESPN. This ad was shown on an NFL Network Thursday night football replay. Ostensibly, you'd assume it could be shown during Monday night football as well on ESPN. So that is pretty damn cool. And what's also cool is the CEO and founder of Boy Butter, Ayal Feldman is scheduled to join me on the program next week to not just talk about advertising during NFL games and on ESPN, but his own athletic career. It turns out he's participated in the gay games. So whenever you can talk gay sports and lube, I'm in. (laughs) So that's coming up next week. But coming up this week, as I said off the top, Mackenzie Dunford, a football player up in Canada for the Quinty Skyhawks, a junior football team. Uh, they had a lot of great insight, and that conversation is coming up just on the other side. Thank you, as always, for listening. And welcome back to the show, as I was saying in the open. Really excited to have on a big lineman on the show here today. Mackenzie Dunford plays for the Quinty Skyhawks, a Canadian junior football team. Uh, They also played at York University in Canada. Mackenzie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Um, I would like to say I didn't end up playing at York. I did commit. Okay. But I ended up decommitting to come play for Quinny. All good. You know what? Let me redo the open. That's a beautiful thing about podcasting. All right. Let's get going in three, two. And welcome back to the show. As I was saying in the open, excited to have on. Mackenzie Dunford, uh, who plays for the Quinty Skyhawks, a Canadian junior football team. They have been a huge football uh, fan and player for most of their life and uh, excited to have them on the show to talk about their journey. Mackenzie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, coming on here. Nice to see you. So let's just start at the beginning here. Uh, What made you fall in love with football when you were young? Um. Earliest memory is um, the CFL has a big Labor Day weekend kind of thing. My dad and I would sit down, watch our team play. Um, My dad played football when they were in high school, so it just sort of came to me. Um, I wasn't able to play grade nine, uh, and then I 
well, it was due to various injuries I had coming into the year. And then grade 10, I played and haven't looked back since then. What kind of injuries? Um, My leg, I had hurt during the summer. And then right before the season, I got some really bad ingrown toenails. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I was going to say, I mean, you, but you've stuck with football despite the uh, physical brutality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you, I'm, I'm always curious because you're up on the line. For those who can't see you, Mackenzie, uh, you're six foot four, 280 pounds, right? Yep. That's what your Twitter says, at least. That's um, what I am, yeah. All right. You're big. So, what, what about smashing into guys at the line? Uh, gets, you know, what do you like about it? <laughs> Honestly, it's not so much the line play that's the great thing that i've fallen in love with it's the stuff after so like i'm usually a d lineman it wasn't until this year that i've switched over to o-line but as a d lineman once you break through the line at least in high school that's what made me fall in love was the fact that there's guys you can go and tackle yeah um And, I mean, my grade 10 year, I had a lot of problems. Uh, I put my anger out into football. Oh. So, it was a way of me making, like, getting my anger out legally. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, The games helped me a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah, well, that that's 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 a great you know that's a great answer. Um, I play in a flag football league and sprained my wrist last weekend, and I don't like it at all because I can't yeah. do yoga, which makes me very sad. Well, I can do it, but I can do it like it's harshly. a little harder. It's harder on the right wrist. I have to go on my forearm. Um, yeah. so how's your experience been uh, with the Skyhawks and the? Uh... Uh, it's been great. Um, we're a second year team, so we actually just started like officially being a team last year okay. in the CJFL. Um and, we've and, been and what is Canadian junior top. what is Canadian junior what is a Canadian junior football team for those who don't know? So for Americans, um I compare it to JUCO. Um we have players who have done university and had a few years of eligibility left um we have players who are going to college right now because they didn't really have the grades well two-year college i guess for you guys okay um because they didn't really have the grades to go to university and then um we have guys like uh we had a guy last year uh he came to us it was his last year of eligibility he hasn't played for football for a little bit but he kept in shape and everything like that and after the season, he ended up getting invited to the CFL draft or the combine. So uh, we do have a lot of varying levels of skill on the teams. Got it. Got it. You know, I'm from Doug Flutie's hometown. So that's my CFL connection. Well, I mean, it's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. Um, so, uh so a, a, a big reason why I reached out to you and wanted to have you on the show was um, I read an essay that you wrote on your website, LGBTQ Sports, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But something you wrote that I found very interesting was you said you became more aware of your gender identity um, right around when you started falling in love with football, which is interesting to me. What was first? What was that journey 
what was the journey for you to start thinking about your gender identity? Let's start there. Um, that one, that's a little, it was tough. Um, it was very much a lot of just self-exploration, a lot of late night thinking, (laughs) um, a lot of research. Um, Mm. I find I get into researching things and I'll go down rabbit holes and I think that's what helped with my gender exploration was just going down rabbit holes of different genders, everything like that. I've learned a lot about just every gender there is. Um, It was tough. It was really tough, though, Um, especially small town football that I played uh, in at both the high schools I went to because I moved about halfway through my high school career. Um, It was, yeah, it was tough, especially with football throughout it all. Yeah. And what prompted you, though, to think, like, I may not consider myself to be, quote, unquote, male? Um, Honestly, I'm not sure. It just... It was one of those things where I just knew I wasn't male. Mm-hmm. So it was just, once I knew it, I just wanted to research and figure it out. I mean, it was hard enough, uh, me growing up, figuring out that I was gay. So, and you're an out bisexual as well. Um, yeah. So I can, I mean, I, I'm always very interested to talk to folks who identify as gender non-binary. Um, or transgender, but you know, because it's, it's, it's a very complex journey, I would imagine. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. And hats off to you for at a young age, you started to look into this and express yourself. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, so I did want to get into, so you're playing football while you're coming to these realizations. How did you balance these two seemingly incongruous things? At first, it was very much hiding it. Like, I play football. I shouldn't be, like, it did get self-deprecating. Like, I I shouldn't be feeling this way. I love football. I like masculine things, right? Like, it was, at first, it was a lot of self reflection, figuring out if this was actually what I wanted. Um, And then it just got to the point where if I didn't come out, I probably wasn't going to make it anywhere. Um, I was done hiding, um, done not being myself. So I just was like, you know what? I'll come out. I'll keep playing. Um, if people don't like it, they don't like it. I don't care anymore. Like the, the chances of the chances of a player making it to the next level from high school are slim. So yeah, I kind of made it, my chances a little more slim, but if I make like by coming out, but if I make it, then I'm proving to a lot of other people that you can do it no matter what. So I just 
yeah that was my thought process for coming out yeah it must have felt freeing once you arrived to that point it definitely did um the attention i got when i did come out was definitely a positive i felt great about where the direction the sport was going based off of the attention i was getting um and yeah it felt great yeah i was i was going to ask when did you publicly come out as non-binary and what was the reaction of your teammates um i want to say it was like december or january 2020 okay 2021 yep um at the time, I wasn't really on a team. Um, I wa- I did go to Vanier College. It's a CGEP in Montreal that semester. But um, the season got canceled um, right before the season was supposed to start because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up coming back home and I dropped out of the college because I just I wasn't able to do the online stuff. <laughs> it, yeah it wasn't for i would me. have struggled as well so i i went okay i finished the semester out and just stopped attending um so at the time i wasn't really on a team uh my old teammates those who messaged me were all incredibly supportive uh like um i had some old coaches message me uh, thanking me for giving the time to educate, um, just because, again, I've had like most of my coaches are in their sixties, seventies, so um, they don't really understand a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So I was able to educate with my posts, um, and I got a bunch of thank yous for that. Wow. Um, the, um, Ontario University Conference and the All of You Sports, which covers all of Canada's universities, uh, both made a post about me. Um, at the time I had committed to York, uh, their head coach, um, congratulated me for coming out. And, York University. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Um, their head coach congratulated me for coming out, and they uh, said they were excited to have me on. Um, and yeah, I got a lot of attention for it, and extremely positive. Wow. I did get negative, but the block button is nice. It, it, yeah, it's a <laughs> block and mute all day long. Um yeah. And how about your teammates now with the Skyhawks? Oh, the t- my teammates now are great. Um, a lot of them, they don't really say anything. I've gotten, like, a few messages from, of support. But most of them, they're like, if nothing's said, nothing will happen. I don't know if they're scared or what. I don't want them to be scared. I've already come up to them and explained everything. Um but I have gotten some good support from them. Yeah, That's great. I mean, that that is so great to hear. And, um, you know, I do want to ask you this question. As you know, uh, football, and you've written about this, uh, you know, has a very heteronormative, some would say toxically masculine uh, 
perception and feel to it, but you're describing something different. So what is football culture in your mind and in your experiences? Um, it still is very masculine. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It still is very toxically masculine. Um, I just feel me being around is helping a little bit because I have changed. I mean, my team, I have changed it a bit, like the narrative. Um, And I feel like more and more football teams, even I've seen in the States, are starting to head towards getting rid of the language in the locker rooms. Um, I just saw, uh, I think it was Duke. Their Duke, the Duke Athletics just participated in some LGBTQ inclusivity training. Okay. So um, they're trying. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's going to be a slow process, um, especially when a good majority of football fans are 50 plus. Um, especially like, gay athletes will come out and you, you read the comments and it's not great, but no. the athletes themselves are starting to change. Yeah. And I'm really struck by, you said that you had a lot of coaches in their sixties, seventies reach out to you and thank you for yeah. coming out. And it seems like changing their perspectives or educating them. Yeah. Um, Last year, my head coach at the time even pulled me aside at practice the one day and he explained like he's trying um, if he makes a mistake just to correct him if possible. But um, he said he was trying and I appreciated that. So, yeah. And what about and you're so you're not afraid to have those kinds of conversations with people who may not totally understand yeah i'm i'm perfectly happy to help educate like if you don't understand come to me i've had a few people dm me on twitter asking like can you explain non-binary and i'm happy to help as long as you're being respectful about it i'll help you so and how would you like to explain being non-binary to the (laughs) to the audience um see the hard part is is everyone who identifies as non-binary um has different explanation that's why i asked because non-binary is very much an umbrella term for a lot of genders the hard thing is is not a lot of people like other labels like it's the label that they fit with that's what i ended up um Because there was a lot of different genders that could have been me. But when I put the label on me, I didn't really identify with it. So I just stuck with non-binary. A lot of people will describe it as somewhere in between male and female. Some people will describe it as not even, like, neither male nor female. It's just a gender of its own. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people describe it as it's no gender, it's just you existing. 
Like, hmm. um, I know that's one of the talking points that people who don't necessarily want to understand talk about. It's like, oh, you're just picking your own gender, whatever you want. And it, in a sense, that's true. But in an also, also the other way, it's a long process to figure it out. <laughs> right. Um, for me, it took five, six years. Mm. Like, I know people, it took them until they were in their 30s to figure it out. And they started when they were 15. So it just, yeah. it takes a while. Yeah, because there's really a lack of representation yeah. in popular culture and definitely in sports. Yes. Uh, yeah. And and that's part of what you're trying to change with not just being publicly out, but also you do have a WordPress uh, site, LGBTQ Sports, where you've written a few essays, uh, including your coming out story and thoughts on being non-binary and playing football. So uh, yeah, what prompted you to start the website and what about telling your story uh do you like to do or why, why are you compelled yeah. to share your story publicly um most of it is because i'm not afraid to be me right now um and i'm in a healthy situation i can afford to be me mm-hmm. um i want to be that voice for people who can't I want to be that voice for people who aren't in a safe place to come out and be themselves, especially when it comes to athletes. And I know there's a lot. I've had anonymous messages. I've had people message me saying, like, asking for help on how to come out to their parents who might not accept them. Um... And I just want to be that person that can help. I want to. If it if my website hits the right person, I don't care if I don't know. I just want it to reach the right people. So, yeah, that's great. And how can we find it? <laughs> so, um, the website itself, I have sort of lost track of i ended up having way too much on my table the last few months um the easiest way to find me is on twitter um mackenzie dunford or uh at mac m-a-c-k underscore dunford 50 Mm -hmm. is my tag um my website i think is linked if not i will update my links um but yeah the website's LGBTQ sports. Yep. Nice. Well, and I'll, and we'll put a, your Twitter link in the bottom of our story as well. So people can find you that way. Mackenzie, it was great to meet and chat. Thank you. No problem. Now, those of you who are longtime listeners of the sports Kiki may notice that interview sounded a little different than the interviews that, I've done in the past. Usually they're done via phone, but that one we did face to face on video. You guys hear this Zoom thing? It's pretty cool. I'm only, you know, <laughs> two and a half years behind the times on that. Uh, but I, I think I'll do more of that going forward if the guest can, because it was good to it was good to look at Mackenzie as I talked to them. And I got to see, as I said in the interview, what a big 
Big person, McKenzie is. 6'4", 280, lineman, and a great guest, and doing great things for the LGBTQ community, doing great things for uh, spreading the message of inclusivity in football, educating along the way. So hopefully you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed, as much as I enjoyed uh, taking part in it. So thank you again for listening to the show, Sports Kiki, episode 135. As always, any show ideas, guest ideas, topics, the best place to find me is on Twitter. At AlexDreamer1 is my Twitter name. That again is at AlexDreamer1. So long. Talk to you next Saturday.